folks, and we're back with No Picks at the Dark Podcast. As you guys know who your host is, Aaron Dante. Today, we have some very special guests. I've known these folks for about six years. I met them through my wife. Uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, but uh, this is one of the couple that are be- her best friends. And uh, I'd like to introduce them right now. Danny and Justin, how are you guys doing today? Good. How you doing? We're doing well, thanks. Thanks hey, for having us on. It's a pleasure to have you guys on the No Picks After Dark podcast. I really appreciate you guys coming on. It's our pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're excited to talk about our story and be part of your show. Well, I think your story needs to be told because a lot of people out here are probably going through the same thing you guys have gone through and or plan on doing what you're doing now. And this is uh, very important because uh, these guys are entrepreneurs in themselves and they're doing a hell of a job out here and what they're doing. And I wanted their story to come to light because people's stories never come to light and you hear about them, but I think our listeners need to hear this. And without further ado, could you guys explain what you guys are doing now? Um, how'd you guys get into business and go from there? Yeah, I think like a, a, a lot of people when they have an idea about doing something, they, they don't really know a lot about what they're getting into. So, uh, and that's kind of how our story started. Um, it, Started out out of a necessity as opposed to something that we were really really interested in doing. We weren't sure at the time until you know we got involved into doing it, and uh, we uh, we were living uh, in Maryland and uh, we were looking at buying a house and weren't really sure where we wanted to live or what we could afford. So it ended up being um, the most practical place to live would be downtown Baltimore, and. Every place that we could find in downtown Baltimore was kind of run down that was in our price range. So we uh, we we kind of resolved to the fact that uh, we wanted to buy a fixer-upper and, uh, you know, put in some effort and make the place ours. So um, that's that's how we started looking at places. And we uh, we had a, a vision of what we wanted to where we wanted to end up and uh, what we wanted to do. Well, I respect that because... When I bought my house, I had to get turnkey. I don't know what a screwdriver, nut, bolt, any of those things are, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> so if you ask me to put a crib together, yeah. I, I paid somebody yeah. to do it. I couldn't do it. Well, um, when Justin and I started looking for houses, we were pretty much right out of college. We didn't have a lot of money at the time. Um, Justin's an engineer, and um, I taught art at the time. So um, we didn't have a whole lot of savings. We were just trying to figure out a way into the market. All our friends were in Baltimore, so um, we decided to look there. And we found a place and got a mortgage with a renovation loan on top of that. So we had originally planned to pay a contractor to renovate our house for us. Yeah, we were uh, first-time home buyers with no money at all. So our mortgage had the renovation loan rolled into it, and I think we had what forty-five, fifty thousand to renovate an entire twelve hundred square foot row home in downtown Baltimore, and uh, and that was a challenge, and it became even more of a challenge when uh, when our the contractor that we hired ended up stiffing us and running off with about what fifteen grand. Yeah. of our money so yeah had to scramble there fifteen thousand yeah. dollars and what years this is back in 2000 what 2008 yeah. yeah it was we bought right before the housing crash yeah that's around that time that's why i was <laughs> yeah. okay yeah so 
you know, at the time we thought that I think our renovation loan was 40,000. He took off with like 15 and then we didn't know what was going to happen after that. Um, (laughs) The house we bought was pretty rough. Um, It needed everything top to bottom. Yeah, basically needed all new, all new plumbing, HVAC, uh, pretty much every single inch of the house had to be touched. So our listeners are probably wondering, fifteen thousand dollars out of fifty thousand is that correct? Or is uh, that it was 50? forty when we started. Forty. Yeah. So you're down to twenty five thousand at this point. Yeah. And the bank, you owe the bank money at this point. All that money. Yeah, we we're paying a monthly mortgage. Um, it was just all wrapped into one. Did you guys ever find that contractor and try to get your money back? Yeah, he actually declared bankruptcy, and there were other people as well that he screwed over. And uh, there was basically a, a bunch of people that were suing him at the same time. And then we found out that there were other people with that he stole a lot more money from. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, and the sad part is we we thought we were doing our homework at the time. We have found this contractor through our realtor's website, but come to know later, um, anyone who could purchase an ad could get on that website. So, um, you know, this was kind of pre Angie's list and all these websites that kind of help you out with references now. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a little scary to get into, especially when you're, you're just new to that entire world of renovating now, and how, buying properties and stuff like how that. How old are you guys at this point? Uh, let's see. I was 27. Yeah, yeah, I was 27. I was 24. So you're young. You don't really yeah. understand the, the facts of life. It's, no. it's, right. it's, and it's, it's hard to get that. And somebody steals 15000 You have 25000 left. What happens okay. next, folks? What, what happens? Well, we kind of just band together. Just uh, started watching a lot of DIY network and YouTube. and Yeah, we had a, a friend... Um, hook us up with one of his contractor friends who is actually able to give us a, uh, I guess he worked with us on, on doing the hard stuff and we, and he helped guide us into letting us take the lead on some other projects and, uh, kind of learning as we went watching YouTube and stuff like that. So what was your first big uh, accomplishment for your house after you got all that done. Like, did you guys start doing it yourself or? Yeah. Well, the first big accomplishment was getting the bathroom done because for the longest time we were um, bathing in our kitchen sink. Um, we <laughs> okay. were we were living in the basement with our dog and our cat because the top parts of our house were not livable. So we lived in the basement in a just a tiny room for, I don't know, six months. Yeah. Was it that long? No. I, I tried to block that out of my memory. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I want people to hear these stories because yeah. they definitely need to understand, you know, this is could happen to you. And this is what this positive cast is all about. Yeah. So what happens next? Well, we got the bathroom done and we just kind of slowly went room to room um, and, you know, kind of expanded our living space. And Yeah, we kind of adapted. Uh, we would work... We would work in the living room and have the kitchen sectioned off with plastic wrap, and so we could just make a mess in one room while we lived in the other room. And uh, if we couldn't use the kitchen, we would use mini fridges and microwaves to, you know, get by whatever we needed to do to to yeah. move from room to room. Wow! Luckily, yeah. we were pretty much straight out of college, so we were used to living that way. <laughs> gotcha! Yeah. I gotcha! No, yeah. I, I, that. That's amazing to me. That to me is amazing. And how long did it take you from 
after all the God took the money from you guys to finishing your house. So this happened in two thousand eight. Where when did you when did you feel like you were settled finally? Still, still waiting on that. Yeah, day. yeah. I, don't know. I, I feel mean, like you're never really <laughs> okay. done. There's always something. Um, no, I'd say we, we we finished the kitchen about what was that two years ago? We, we maybe three years ago now. Yeah, so it, it took a long time. We had to save up money for the kitchen because honestly, I mean, you could spend our whole entire budget on just a kitchen alone. So right. mm-hmm. you know, we kind of needed some time to save up so we could do it the way we wanted it. Yeah, and there's there's still parts of the house that need work, like our basement's still unfinished and and stuff like that. But I mean, we got yeah. to a point about two years ago where we're we're comfortable living now, and we have livable spaces, enough room for us and the kids now. So now but, the big the big question yeah. I have here because somebody helped me out on the on the, on the way. <laughs> How did you two begin renovating homes? Meaning, as far as you got your first home, about doing mm-hmm. guy ripped you off. Now you have a second home. Right. How, where did that come from? Well, we realized how much we loved renovating. Um, it just always gave us something to plan for and to talk about. And it kind of brought us together in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2016, we had another plan. Um, we had planned on having a baby. And... Um, you know, these things don't always work out. So this was our second child, and we unfortunately lost him at 33 weeks. Um, and we were just kind of heartbroken, and we needed something good to work towards and to put our focus on. And we had this dream of just, you know, renovating another home and possibly flipping it. And yeah. I think I think a week out of the hospital... We started looking. Wow. <laughs> we, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we had one beautiful daughter already, so that helped um, yeah. with the situation. And we were just looking for anything else to distract us. And that was our safe place, you know, uh, renovating and looking at properties and just getting our hands dirty and, and just dedicating ourselves to something like that. That just really helped us to focus on something besides the hurt even though it was always there we never let that go away and we always talked about it but it just was it made it easier for us to deal with something like that so so with everything going on in your life at this time how did you come out to find a house like how did you how does this even happen i mean how do you guys get your mind wrapped around all right let me get we have personal grief going on Getting a house went through a craziness yeah. of 2008. Yeah. yeah. Our listeners are probably like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> Who are these people? Like, I mean, there's yeah. a lot going yeah. on in your guys' life. Well, oh, yeah. Past, we both present. work full-time oh, jobs. Oh, yeah. We both too. were working well, full-time. <laughs> right. Um, right. So. Well, I think it was just always like, uh, like therapy for us to renovate. So we were kind of always just looking at the market. We liked looking at like how much homes were in our neighborhood just so we could compare our own. And it just so happened that one, a couple blocks from us popped up and it was a good deal. And we just kind of jumped in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will give you guys a background for those who don't live in Baltimore. They live in, uh, can correct me if I'm wrong. I call it Federal Hill general area yeah. or is it Riverside? Riverside's Side. the exact neighborhood. Riverside. Yeah. And it's a very um, upcoming um, posh area, uh, I would say. 
Um, houses are not cheap in that area at all. It's a new, um, just a lot of young families, a lot of young people live in this area. So to get a house for a good price in the area would be a steal. Yeah, well, this um, was for sure a fixer-upper. It was not move-in ready by any means. Yeah, a woman lived there by herself for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And she had been there for 50, 60 years. And so it was what you imagine a place would look like after somebody lived there for 50 or 60 years. It needed a lot of work. But, so uh, where do you... Um, so how did you learn the skills to, like to fix up a home? Like you Now you're so, buying a house and even... I mean, how many stories is this house you bought? Well, it's exactly what ours is. Okay. We had already done it once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same. We, we, yeah, it made us comfortable in that regard where it was, you know, a two-story row home with an unfinished basement and, uh, you know, a small 15, 20-foot concrete parking pad in the back. And, and you still have two jobs this time. You guys are still over. Well, I was down to part-time because I had planned on being home with two children. Okay. Um, so that was, you know, I had the time to devote. And um, so I kind of managed the project and we spent nights, weekends. It became her full-time job. So yeah, that was, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a... It was a discussion and agreement that we had. It was, yeah. you know, she wanted to be, she wanted to do this and be the project manager. And I was like, all right, there's your full time job, and, uh, and that's we're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> now, how long did it take you guys from start to finish to get that house ready? Well, luckily, we had a, a little bit of financial backing help from my father, so okay. um, that helped because the place needed a lot of work. Yeah. And it took us; it still took us about twelve months, right? Yeah, it took us a year, but it's all new. Everything top to bottom, besides the original pieces that we could keep, we kept the original hardwood floors and plaster walls. And yeah, that's an, that's another thing that's important to us. A lot of these companies that come in and flip houses, they'll come in and rip everything out. They'll rip out 100, 150 year old wood floors that are original and replace it with brand new stuff. And we tried to just conserve what we could and save what we could that was original. And you know, they gave the house its original character. And that's that was our main goal was try to save as much as we could. Yeah, that's interesting because the house we I, plus we're cheap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of you guys' product. It doesn't look cheap at all. <laughs> their kitchen, their, their kitchen's a dive for. I've seen it. Um, the house we, I live in right now is rehab actually. Right. So before this, it was atrocious, and like you said, they do rip everything out. There are things that I wish they would have kept, mm-hmm. and um, they actually even had a carpet in the basement. Which was weird to me. You wanted that shag carpet? <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, as, soon, as soon as we signed on the dotted line, I ripped this carpet yeah. up the next thing and then put a, a laminate f- fake wood down here because I just didn't want carpet. Because carpet scares me in the basement. Yeah. It, they, it makes you wonder, what are you hiding? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a story I can get into that a little bit later, but this is about you guys. So you guys get the project, you yeah. guys finish in the year. Yeah. Rent it out. Like, how do you even do that? I don't even know how to rent well, out a property. Well, at the time, we, we weren't sure if we were going to sell it or or rent it. And ultimately, we decided to rent it out. We were kind of attached by that point. Yeah, I guess that was the reason. I, I don't yeah. really remember why we decided to um, rent out instead of selling it. But the we've had two sets of tenants in so far. We started out, our realtor helped us. And then he kind of taught us the process. And then our second set of tenants we found on our own. So, um, yeah, so now we're landlords. 
Yep, yeah. and uh, l- luckily it's just right down the road from where we live. So if there's ever any call, I can be there in a minute, like flat. <laughs> it's a, it's no big deal. That's that's amazing yeah. to me. That that is a beautiful thing. So I have people that I know who are trying to get into this business of flipping and getting ahead of the house, and I'm like, it's a lot of work. It is. It's it a is. lot of work, and you know they they work a full time job, and just to see that you went part time, and it basically became your full time job, and you're working. Five days a week at your full-time job. Right. And then you work on And you have a beautiful young daughter. Yeah. And you, you're busy. Yeah. We're busy. We put yeah. her to work. Yeah. 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 Forget the child labor laws around here. Forget the child labor laws at all. So there's this really cool thing that I'm excited to talk about that you guys have going on. I don't want to spread the joy. I want you guys to tell me about this farmhouse. Tell me about... How this happened, where this come from, please explain to listeners because this blows my mind and I and I've seen pictures of this place and I'm like, man, this is all right. I couldn't do what they're about to do. (laughs) But damn, I respect what they're doing. Go ahead. Well, um, you know, like I said, the renovating it's our happy place. So, you know, Saturday mornings we would usually kind of lay back when we weren't actually renovating and you know kind of dream about we wanted what we wanted for the future and we had talked about maybe getting a property with some land and um with some water and it'd be so awesome if it was just a little farmhouse and I worked with a woman who her and her husband are part of this program uh called the Maryland Curatorship Program Oh, I messed that yeah. up. Maryland Resident Curatorship yeah, Program. <laughs> and um, it's a program that's through the state where you can have a lifetime lease on a home, a state-owned home, if you put the money in to renovate it. So we're allowed to live there for the rest of our lives, mortgage-free and tax-free, but we have to fix up the place. Right. So basically the state owns a bunch of these old historic properties that they, over time, um, absorb from either estates that of who don't have any heirs to inherit that property, or sometimes they're donated to the state, and then the state has these historic properties that are 150, 175, 200 years old that are just becoming dilapidated over time because nobody's putting time and effort into renovating them and and preserving them so basically they'll put it out to public bid i'll say to uh accept proposals so people put together proposals with uh you know basically written letters uh explaining what you know your story uh scope of work like what you would plan on doing with that property we had to provide all sort of financial records yeah. resumes everything it was about a I don't know, 40-page packet packet for this proposal. (laughs) Were you going back to college again, it feels like? Yeah, 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 right. (laughs) But before we even get there, um, so my colleague at work, she had posted about this program, and I looked through it, and I found a place that was exactly what we had talked about. A little farmhouse with a pond, some about, land. About seven acres. It yeah. was part of uh, State Park. Yeah, it's um, part of Patuxent Little River State yeah. Park. Um, and I just jokingly text Justin the link and said, 
how would you feel about living here for the rest of your life? <laughs> Wouldn't be the worst idea. Yeah. So he texts back, <laughs> "Wouldn't be the worst idea." So you know the gears start trucking in my head, and that's all she needed to hear. It was over <laughs> then. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So we were actually past the deadline for the proposal for this property, and I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it, and. Um, I just emailed the program director and asked if he would be willing to accept a late proposal. And um, we went to see the place, and he said that we had to have it in within a week. Wow. Wow. So then it felt like we were going back to school. So (laughs) these these folks have, they own a house. Two houses. They own two houses. They're landlords. Yeah. One has a full-time job at work. The other one has a full-time job, be a landlord, mommy, yeah. run the household. Yeah. Yep. And, and then as we're putting this proposal together, we found out we were pregnant. Boom. It's okay. We, <laughs> we, got, we got a lot going on here, people. We got a lot going on. Buckle your seatbelt on this podcast. Told people, we're, we're going to bring it out, give you guys a human interest stories here. So you guys have a lot of things, got a lot of things going on right now. Yeah. I'd probably be like, I can't do this right now. It's too much. What pushed you guys and motivate you guys to get to that point of knocking out this thing in a week when you have all these things going on. Like what? I mean, because I, I guess I can feel the love in the room between you two and the bond. So, yeah. um, and I'm sure our listeners can hear that. How did you guys get this done? I mean, in one week, that's pretty hard. It was just a dedication, passion for you know doing something new and exciting we just we, really wanted to give just, it a shot yeah i think we both felt we just really kind of jump into things the, yeah, <laughs> we we without we really do. thinking about it we were like yeah. hopeless optimists um we can yep. always see the good in something and i think we both felt connected to the place right away when we went to see it and just thought it would be an amazing place to raise our children yeah it's uh it you just visit the property and instantly fall in love with it. It's a, the house was built in 1850. There's mm-hmm. a uh, huge bank barn, like what you typically see of a huge barn. They drive down the street, and there's a another small barn it's called Corn Crib and a couple sheds and a, a pond on seven acres, and it's just quiet. It's completely different than the city from what we're used to, and that's exactly what we were looking for. Sounds like Friendsgiving will be at your house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> inside joke, folks. Inside joke. Um, so how did, it, how did it come about you guys winning this contract? How did it, come, how did it happen? Did it happen overnight well, or how long or what processes did it take to get you guys? Well, we submitted the proposal and uh, actually the program direct- director helped us with the proposal, putting together the scope of work and helping. We had put together a whole budget and how we planned on meeting that budget with our current income and savings and stuff like that. And basically come up with a five to seven year plan of how we were going to make this happen. And, Part of that process was they invited us back and we had an interview with the uh, the state uh, director of state parks, the um, the par- the head park ranger and the assistant park ranger for Little Patuxent State Park, and uh, just kind of sat down and you know talked frankly about what our vision was and talked about the proposal and scope of work and you know just uh, talking about ourselves basically. And after that interview, I think. Uh, I guess it, we don't really know the story of who else was submitting proposals, but um, I, I think, do we have to go back for another interview or? No, I no. don't think anyone else wanted the place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, hey. But you had that vision when you saw it. Yes. And it seemed like it was destiny for it to happen because you guys were really... So you had the interview. How long did it take them to give you guys a call back? I forget. I don't know. Maybe a, maybe a month. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too long. It wasn't too long. I know it was in the summer. Um, it wasn't too long. And the longest wait was it has... All the paperwork had to go through the state and... Signed by the governor, yeah, and through yeah. the board of public, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm that not going to tell you how I know that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it has, to go, it has to go to the state treasurer, comptroller, and eventually to the governor, yeah. and they all have to get it signed and notifi- notarized yeah. and all that good stuff. But that was but. fine, it gave us time to have another child and <laughs> um, kind of get our plan in order, so yeah, so we were uh, the the contract was um, finalized what January of 2018. So that's yeah. when our our official contract started, and uh, we have starting at that point we have seven years total to complete our entire scope of work that we proposed. Now, how is the farmhouse renovations going so far? Pretty well, pretty well. It's uh, it's slow. I mean, it's it's a little um, it's about what. 40 minutes away from where we live now. So it's, we, we have to make a concerted effort to get out there on a regular basis to, to work. But, uh, Danny, that's her job now. So she, uh, she goes out there and I, I work all week and she'll go out there and work whenever she can, uh, find somebody to watch the kids. But Yeah. And we found an amazing contractor. Um, our dog actually helped find our contractor. <laughs> this is when your dog was missing for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our dog. Um, a year ago to the day. Yeah. We, we took our little <laughs> Shih Tzu city dog out to the farm and <laughs> he ran away and yes. was missing for three days. It was Memorial Day weekend. Oh, year yeah. Again. You're what's, right. What's yeah. that uh, movie when the dogs went running? and I can't remember. Somewhere like, Bound? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, well, we, we yes. thought he was a goner because, I mean, he's only known city life, and he was missing for three days. We and talked to neighbors, and they're like, oh, have you seen any foxes? And uh, Yeah, neighbors <laughs> thought maybe he was eaten by foxes or got stuck in a groundhog hole. or We had no hope for the little guy. But um, he turned up about three miles down the road at a at a horse farm, and he found our contractor for us. <laughs> yeah, life so, works in mysterious ways. It really does. It really does. So, so you have a contractor. We have this- a contractor who has twenty plus years experience working on historical homes. He's been amazing. Um, his brother is actually part of the curatorship program, so he's done these houses before, and. It's going well. So we're basically just still working on structural issues with the house. It was built in 1850. It was eaten by termites. It wasn't lived in for a decade. It needed a lot of Yeah, so basically (laughs) all of 2018 we spent cleaning up the property. There was just a lot of debris everywhere and uh, doing demo work, getting ready to get to the construction phase. So are you guys on pace or are you behind time or... Is it on track? I know you said it's like seven years, correct? Yeah, I think we're we're behind pace on the schedule we had set for ourselves. We were hoping we'd be done in three years. We had challenged ourselves for three years. I don't think we're going to meet that goal, but we will. We will for sure meet the state's goal. Yeah. (laughs) So we've got seven years for that. (laughs) So, what are your goals for the future? What do you guys? I mean, I mean, I feel like you have this itch now. You did something that you guys found that you fell in love with. I mean, you are a former art teacher, mm-hmm. 
and now you're doing. Now I'm gonna. It's gonna sound cheesy when I'm gonna say it to you right now. I feel like I'm looking into looking at the modern Chip and Joanna right now. <laughs> All right, I love this show, and I feel like those are awesome people, but I'll never meet them. Yeah, but I'm looking at them in living flesh right now. Well, if you want to pick up a hammer, come come on over, man. Hey, I, I, I would I would love to. Do you guys introduce me to that, please, and uh, so I can know what I can do. But uh, I I'd love to go out there and check it out, honestly. Um, but what do you, I don't want not enough about me, but you guys. This is about you guys. Yeah. So what are you guys doing? Think the, future goals. The, the hardest thing for me, and you know, being uh, head of my household, it was like, oh, you know, we're gonna move into this property and not have any equity because it's owned by the state. So right. we are curators of this property. We're investing a lot of our own money to get this property up to its, you know, uh, original beauty, and but we have no ownership over that property at all. So the way I rationalize it was whatever, once we're done with this project, we'll, we can use our money to invest in other properties and maybe, you know, continue to renovate and rent out or flip other properties as well. Right. Like, so the home that we live in, in the city right now, we will rent out once we move to the country. So then we'll have two rentals. And then I guess if we have... I don't know. Another life change, or we get bored, we'll probably end up getting another one. <laughs> I, I feel like you guys have the itch, though. You guys, I feel like you guys will be bored because I feel like once you get this big, big tax down, yeah. no, nothing else can stop you in any city, any other place. Yeah. I mean, have you guys have you thought about leaving your full time job and doing this? Well, we're hoping for early retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's my goal. Like, I, I would love to go into early retirement and do something completely different or or expand on our home renovation skills and, and like I said, just maybe move on to flipping properties or uh, we'll, we'll have a farm to take care of. So I mean, get some animals and there you you go. Know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You can, I mean, you can raise cows and make money off that. Yeah, there uh, you go. I mean, things like that. I know that one of you, your friends, her husband started getting into the flipping business also. I don't know. Uh, Matt. Matt. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. have you guys have you talked about maybe talking cross, talking about maybe. that? Maybe. I mean. Have you thought they, about that? That would be fun to work with them. They're, you know, some of our closest friends. So that would be pretty cool someday. If we can get them a little closer, that would be great. So. Yeah, now that we've been doing this a while, I feel like I have friends and uh, co-workers that will come up to me and ask for advice if they have something to do around their house or if they're thinking about buying a property and doing something similar it's funny. I kind of feel like I'm the, the elder statesman here. Well, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing, though, because, I mean, just future goals. I'm just saying things possibly. You have you guys are both smart. Consulting business on doing flipping houses. Maybe. And designing. That's, that's I, a great I, idea. I'm just throwing out there's yeah. ideas out there. And because I guess now people are doing it and a lot of people are doing it the wrong way. Right. And yeah. you guys are doing it the right way. You guys are not taking shortcuts. You know, you're not using every cheap little thing and finding out, you know, this is a kid's house, which is the, which is the theme, flipping house, get your money back quickly. Right. But I feel like you guys are putting your love and TLC into the projects. Yeah. And it will show in your work. It's not about the money to us really at all. No, it's, about, it's the process yeah. and the bond that it creates with him and I. So, and if, uh, you know, if we make some money on uh, on the side, then, then so be it. Now I'm going to put you guys, that much better. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. You, you don't have to, do you guys have a website of updating your photos of this project going on or um, we have a blog I'm a little behind on it okay um, what's your blog it's, what's... it's uh, home at the Ritz okay spell it out because um, I know people are gonna be... home at the 
And then Ritz is R-I-T-T-S. All right. And it's at uh, wordpress.com. And then um, we have an Instagram that I keep up with. It's also home at the Ritz. All right. So, folks, check them out on Instagram, IG. You can slide DMs and ask questions about home renovation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely on WordPress also. Uh, I mean, any final thoughts that you guys have for people that inspire to do things you guys are doing now? What are your guys' final thoughts? I don't know. Take the jump. Take the jump and just get in there. Yeah, unless you have a compelling reason to not do something that you have a passion to do, then just do it. Just jump into it and it as long as you're dedicated to what you're, you're doing, you'll, you'll be successful. Well, folks, you've heard it here first. And um, as long as I keep this podcast going, we will have a follow-up on the story because <laughs> I know people want to know. And uh, what we'll do is uh, probably later this summer, I'll have some pictures on IG on, uh, of their projects of the story when the story drops. So when the podcast drops, I'll have pictures of it. So, uh, again, thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank Thank you for having us. It's so fun. First husband and wife duo. (laughs) And And we're out.